You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Double tackle, take the defensive end if he's over, if he's back, you drive down the first man to his inside. Pull back and get him, take the first man outside the offense. Back. No one shows. You're right by this and feel this back. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, that's inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us at Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us 865-658-5824. I'm hoping that the connection has settled down. Like I was telling Tim, I looked up. It showed we had low connectivity. We're hardwired in. I go downstairs, and sure enough, we have four TVs live on uh, on live internet TV, smart TV. So that's probably what was draining it. But Tim, Mandy, you- Mandy streaming them Christmas movies already. No, well, she's got the home shopping network. She's <laughs> got, I'm telling you, she's uh, she's down there lighting it up. Now she's actually on a business call right now. I went downstairs and gave her sign language saying, "Turn your phone off." Wow. <laughs> Looking at me like I had three heads. But anyway, how was your day, Bob? Man, all good over here. A little little chipper, man. It's like 19 right now, dude. Woo. I think tomorrow we're supposed to get down to 16, I believe. Oh, there you that go. That won't last long, though. That won't last long. <laughs> um, got a bunch of people here in the chat. We'll try to give some quick shout-outs. Obviously, we got Omer in here. We got Paul. We got Chris in in the house. Uh, let's see. We got Doug, Josh Martin, Chad Inc. What's up, Chad? Good to see you, buddy. Um, let's see. Uh, I think I said Paul Robertson already. Red Mo. Um, yeah, y'all chatting it up in here. Dennis, Dennis Shook in the house, and he says – Clayton, it's funny how people blame uh, Joe Barry's scheme, but fail to mention that the defense actually improved once we shuffled the deck due to injury and trades. Hmm, that's, good. that's a good point. You can't deny the fact that the defense has played a little bit better, even after the Rasul Douglas trade. And I don't think anybody would say that the team's better off without without Rasul. But uh, yeah, it's just it, it seems like things have kind of settled down a bit. Um, it's gonna be a big test, big test on Sunday though, Tim. Big test with Kansas City coming in in the town, man. Not game. I think they're now saying like a 53, 54% chance of snow. So uh, probably going to get a little bit of that powder on the field there, my man. That'll make it interesting. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we've got our hands uh, full, both sides of the ball, I think, uh, especially on offense. We have to play uh, mistake-free football again on offense like we like we did in Detroit in order to get out of here with a win on Sunday. Um, you know, defensively, you know, it's kind of like a, a boxing match, right? If your opponent's on the ropes, that's when you you go to make a strike. And, you know, Kansas City just is coming off a get-right game. They they got a victory. Uh, but, you know, I don't think all is, you know, as well as they'd like it to be there um, in Kansas City with their offense right now. So, you know, we need a tough game from our D, uh, especially the guys up front. And um, our secondary, you know, with, with Mahomes extending plays, you know, we have to account for receivers out there. Can't let a guy sit down in a in a soft spot in RD. So, you know, it's going to be a close one. The, the elements uh, will just add more uh, 
more flavor, man. I, I think it'll be great. Maybe we'll get a nice uh, blustery, wintry mix kind of game on Sunday at Lambeau. Definitely. It sounds silly, but, you know, Jordan Love, uh, you know, the hand size matters. Um, obviously, larger hands than both Aaron and Brett. I don't think him gripping the football in bad weather is going to be that much of an issue. So uh, the other thing, too, that I, I taken into consideration of the, of the past few years is, you know, Aaron getting older. I only say this from personal experience. The cold feels different. When you get above 35, 35 years old, man, it, it just starts to hit you a little bit different. So the fact you got a, a young whippersnapper taking over at quarterback, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, whole different ball game now, right? It's something that, you know, Brett had a lot of success at Lambeau when he was younger, struggled down the gate um, or down down the down the path of his career. And I feel like Aaron, you know, you he just looked he looked cold in some of those those latter uh latter career games as well. Uh Paul Robertson here in the chat says other YouTube channels have been having the same issue. I see it hopping around right now. I'm hardwired in. I've been online all day, haven't had any issues. So it must be a YouTube thing uh for sure. So uh, let's see Omer here in the chat says um, I'm sorry. Paul Robertson says uh, powder on the field equals Dylan 100 plus yards. You remember that year we played the Titans, Tim, and he yep. ran all over them, right? That's right. Get that mean, drive it, out, man. And we could use it right now, you know, with with Jonesy kind of being uh, out of the fold, um, you know. And Dylan Dylan lives for these type of games, you know. He's a uh, he's one of Wisconsin's own now. I think we can say that he's he's uh, our abdo- adoptive family member now, officially. Uh, the mayor of Door County, as they say, uh, we don't have mayors in our counties here in Wisconsin, but he's the honorable, the uh, the honorable mayor of Door County, a local guy. And, you know, yeah, for some reason, man, when the elements start start happening, man, he just he tunes up a notch. He finds another gear. I don't know if he goes from a five speed to a six speed, but, you know, it's fun to watch him play in, uh, you know, December, January football. So let's hope we, we stay on a win streak. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Omer in the chat says 20.2 points given up on average per game. We need to hold KC to 20 to have any chance. I don't know, man. Their offense uh, here lately been struggling a bit. So, uh, you know, it, you hold them 20 points, you should win that ball game. But it's going to be hard to uh, hard to put up points on their defense too. You know, at least right. on the surface it appears that way. They've got a, a top three defense the way it sits right now in points per game, points per play, that type of metric. So it's going to be interesting to, uh, to see how it all unfolds. Mike Hebring. Here in the chat says Packers will win this weekend fairly easily. Oh, look at this guy. I hope you are right, my friend. Wow, the positivity. I love it. These guys have been smoking tonight. Man, I think he I think he kept watching tape on that Thanksgiving game. He's he's a believer. Hey man, it was impressive, man. I made another pass through earlier today and was just like, man, I could watch this all day. This is nice. Uh, Dennis Shook in the chat says, I'll be at the game this Sunday night. Let's let's link and drink, Tim. Oh, boy. Uh, you find your way over there, Tim. We we might need Tim for the postgame show, man. We got him getting home earlier now. He's got a path, a back way to get home. And I, I just imagine him calling in on the postgame show, laying next to Dennis in the parking lot, hung over, right? And going, hey, yeah, it was a good game, Clayton. It was a good game. <laughs> Take me back to my childhood, Tim. I don't need that in my life, man. <laughs> Uh, Chad Inc. in the chat says, with the way Spags, uh, talking about uh, Spagnolia, uh, played love the first time, do you guys think he will play him differently or go at him the same way? How is love against the Blitz this year? Um, it's a great question. I'm not prepared to answer it, Chad. I will say this. Um, he Love plays a lot better, um, you know, obviously with the clean pocket. Last time they ran a lot of zero blitz and they were not prepared. Now, that was a long time ago. I mean, a long time ago. You're talking about, what, two years ago now, right, Tim? Like yeah. That was 2021. 
So I imagine they're going to lean more on um, they're going to lean more on the previous four game saturation as opposed to their head to head matchup two years ago. But Spags does like the blitz. At least he has in the past. I've noticed they played a lot of man coverage as well. It's going to be interesting if they go zero blitz. I like our chances. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, get it out quick. Yeah, get it out quick. Run a little stretch play to the outside. Get them on their heels. Get them thinking about uh, rushing those gaps a little too fast, right? Yeah, I think that would be a a good way to. I think, uh, I think heavy run. pressure is a fair fair assessment, though, right? I mean, yeah. I would expect I would expect Spagnola to bring uh bring the heat, so to speak, um, and not let Jordan just stand in there and pick them apart. But you know, they adjust quickly too, and they do a lot of the same things uh, Detroit does too, as far as the deception and you know pre snap post snap adjustment. So um, you know. I got to think if they go zero blitz and we start eating them up with screens and checkdowns, um, you know, I, I think they'll adjust pretty quickly. I don't know if they'll stay in that all day. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Dead fish said he ordered my, he said, ordered my own, my owner coffee mug on the Packer pro shop today for $12 cyber Monday special showed the wife final bill, $173. Well, Funny well, how that works. <laughs> it sound like, uh, sound like she went to the same, uh, same school of shopping as uh, as Mandy did, bro. Yeah. Um, no doubt. Uh, Red Mo in the chat says, "I think that'll be up to Love Chad um, if he can hang in there unfazed. He won't be inclined to blitz all night long again. Uh, line needs to hold up, uh, hold up to it though. What I would like to see is a little dagger concept or what they call strike. With strike, you can come out. Essentially, a strike concept is on one side of the field you have a go. On the opposite side of the field, you've got." A, a deep crosser underneath. Okay, so the go stretches the field. The crosser comes all the way across. So you got to be, you got to have enough protection to make that happen. So most of the time, what they'll do is play action strike. They'll do a play fake with max protect, and that gives Love time to kind of stand in there and hit that deep crosser. Now, another way you can do it is almost to run like a cell concept, but it's really it's it's for the X receiver to kind of bend on a skinny across the field and then turn it into a corner as that one comes across as well, and. Uh, as the, as the crosser comes across, you'll probably have a leak or two underneath as well, but you want to get them out of blitz and do lucky get it did against Detroit hit a, hit a deep one there right off the bat, Tim. It's funny how, uh, like the old Mike Tyson quote, right? Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Um, exactly. That's how you get them out of that zero blitz for sure. And a lot of, a lot of faith in our coach again, you know, any, any doubts that we had about Matt LaFleur, I mean, he, he came in there with a plan and, yeah. you know, from the, from the very get go. I mean, we, I believe we t- we won the toss, correct? And we took the ball. I'm assuming we won the toss. I, I actually missed that. Missed the yeah, I missed the toss too. I don't know if Detroit deferred, and we ended up with it. But either way, man, we were clearly going out guns a blazing from from the get go. And um, you know, hey, that's Mister All Gas No Break right there. We need to keep that same mentality for the rest of the year. You know, hopefully. You know, I like Mike Hebring's attitude. You know, we'll win and we'll win easily. You know, I hope he's right. I hope I hope we get up on this team and we we finally finish a team. You know, we bury a team and put them away. And then, you know, garbage time, tutters don't even matter because it's it's still a three or four score victory when it's all said and done. But, you know, we're talking about blowing out the Kansas City Chiefs here. So we need to pump our brakes uh, just a little bit. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, I like the positivity and um, I don't think they're uh, – I don't think they're as unbeatable as they were a few years ago at all. I think we can get them. I agree. Uh, Steve is real in the chat, says we won the toss and took the ball. There it is. Um, good stuff. O'Mayor says, let's not forget Matt LaFleur is 15-0 and 0 in December. That streak on the line Sunday versus KC 
He's uh he's been one of those coaches. It takes a little while to put it together, but once he does, man, they can get really really hot throughout the season. Obviously, just starts uh starts kind of slow early on. Dennis Shook in the chat says, "Please don't forget how Andy Reid acted like he didn't remember even playing Jordan Love when asked earlier this offseason. We've got the video. We've played it on here a couple times, and uh, yeah, you're exactly right. I don't think Andy meant anything by it, but at the same time, it's it's still uh still bulletin board material, Tim." That that type of oh, stuff. Yeah. Show show that to your offense and go. He don't even know who y'all are. Like, yeah. you drop five tutters and four hundred yards on him. He'll remember who you are after that. Absolutely. <laughs> Red Mo in the chat says Mahomes will have his deep shots. He's Patrick Mahomes. But if we can manage to take away the short game and play him for freaking Kelsey, uh, we can help or we can keep the game in hand. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at it from the opposite standpoint. Let them have the short game. If they want to spend 15 plays to go down the field to score, so be it. But just don't let them hit those explosives. Those explosives are what put you out of a game real quick. The momentum, um, just the, the the quick hitters like that. I know I know. there's a lot of people that they frown upon these long drives that end in a field goal. Say, yeah, but they chewed up the clock. They got a lot of yards. I could give two craps. Yep. At the end of the day, it's three points as opposed to seven, right? That's the way I see it. And your offense – Resting on the sideline, when your offense comes off of a, a big 15-play drive, the defense steps off the field, the offense comes out and goes three and out, the three and out is the problem, not the defense holding on the field goals. And nope. it's just the hate for Barry. Not you, Redmo, but generally the hate for Barry is why people immediately go, well, you they, they controlled the time of possession because they moved the ball down the field. I just look at it a little bit different. Um, Mike Hebring with the super chat. Appreciate you, buddy. He said, Chiefs only average – um, 17.8 points per game on the road this year. There you go. We need that crowd to be loud. Keep in mind, uh, Kansas City, not too far away, right? It's not like they're coming from California, so there's a good chance the fans will show up for the Chiefs too. So you guys got to make sure we pack out yeah. that stadium for sure. So, 17.8 points a game on the road this year, though. That's a great uh, that's a great stat to pull there because that backs up what Mike's saying. You know, if that's what we do, if we hold them to 17 points, we're going to win the game. Yeah, I mean, it's really that simple. They're under 20. We're going to win. Yeah. Mike, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. Carly Ray says, good evening, all. I'm listening to this while wearing ear- earbuds, vacuuming and doing dishes, checking the chat every once in a while. My posse addiction is impacting my productivity. LOL. Hey, man, that's when I listen to my podcast is when I'm busy. I'm out here working on the property or something. Man, I could I could get, you know, bang out three or four podcasts in a row, actually get educated on a few things. Uh, that's the way I do it, too. So. Let's do this. We got a pretty cool little show set up for you guys. Obviously, we're monitoring the Bears and the Vikings. It's almost like a little mini watch party here. Zero to zero. Of course, the game just kicked off. There's, I think this is the opening drive here. It looks like the Bears have the ball, I believe, if I'm looking at it correctly. Um, but we're going to end the episode with a little conspiracy talk. And it's it's going to be a fun one. You guys are going to want to stay tuned for that, no doubt. But right off the bat, we kind of got some news that broke earlier today. Um, as far as the injuries go. So let's let's kick off with that first, Tim. I was going to start off with some Jordan Love talk, but we'll we'll get to the injuries first. Obviously, the uh, the injury report has not dropped, but I got a few tweets I'm going to share here with you guys. This came in from Rob Domofsky. said, Dontavian Wicks, Jair Alexander, Rudy Ford, and Devondre Campbell, all of whom missed the Lions game, were back at practice today. Eric Stokes was designated to return from IR, joining Darnell Savage in that category. Running back James Robinson and wide receiver Bo Melton have been released. So really good news here, Tim. Again, Tay Wicks, Jair Alexander, Rudy Ford, Devondre Campbell, um, all of them missed the Lions game. All four of them were at practice today. It looks like they're on track to play uh, this coming Sunday night. Now, obviously, 
Wicks is going to play. He's going to be out of concussion protocol, no problem there. Jair Alexander, you feel really good about. Rudy Ford, you feel good about. I don't know about Devondre, but at the same time, um, you know, you, you had that almost like a little mini vacation, right, coming off Thursday. So hopefully that extra rest gets these guys healed up. And then, of course, uh, Eric Stokes, man, like I said, designated to return from IR, uh, joining Darnell Savage as well. Man, they're, they're going to play Darnell Savage, guys. When he's healthy, he's going to be starting a safety. There's no two ways about it. Um, I, I kind of like the approach or, or would look at the approach of what if we played him in the slot, gave Keyshawn Nixon the slot off, right, and uh, just have him kind of poke in at, at dime back but uh, or at dime D back. But what do you think, Tim, as far as any of that news, the injuries? Obviously good news getting those four guys back, right? You see the big grin I had on my face when you were reading that off. And, I mean, it, it gives me chills, man. And, you know, we're going to slowly get healthy here closing out the year, you know, and if we get hot, go into the postseason, man, and we get our guys back, it's going to yeah. be a good look, man. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you on Darnell Savage. You know, he's once he's good to go, he's going to be out there. Um, you know, I don't I don't anticipate them having uh, a pitch count on him <laughs> too yeah. much. They're probably just going to cut him loose and let him go, um, you know, kind of throw caution to the wind. Um, and I do – there is some logic to what you're saying about maybe moving him inside there to the slot and at least uh, – you know, lighten the load on Keyshawn a little bit, maybe. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Keyshawn does with these, you know, athletic receivers that uh, Kansas City does have um, this week. But uh, I'm happy to see Ja back, Tay Wicks, Rudy Ford. This is going to be great. I, I think you're right. Devondre Campbell's probably a little bit more of a work in progress. Um, yeah. I, you know, I could see him maybe being active. I don't know how many snaps he's going to get, but you never know. Roster spots are, you know, a premium right now. Um you know, it's evident and like, uh, you know, James Robinson being released kind of kind of points to uh, maybe positive news with uh, Aaron Jones, you sure know, kind of read between the lines there. And then, you know, seeing Bo Melton being released, that's just a business thing. That's not a, a Bo Melton is a bad football player thing. That's just, uh, you know, we got to shuffle the deck and make room for, you know, the guys that uh, we need on that 53. Uh, I would anticipate if it hasn't broke already um, a Bo Melton acquisition back to the uh practice squad right because i believe they can do that he hasn't been moved around very much this year so he'd probably go back to the uh the taxi squad as they used to say yeah <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out i know some people who was it it says uh dead fish in here said i feel a little bad for robinson and melton but they did get a game check um, and probably told to stay in shape. So, uh, yeah, just fly up to Green Bay for a couple of days, pick up that check, and then go back home, right? <laughs> <Top of that. laughs> Sound like a government job. Anyway, uh, Josh Martin with the Super Chat. Thank you, buddy. He said, outside of Detroit, the Detroit game, our young team has been in every game. That's on great coaching from LaFleur and the rest of the coaches. I completely agree. Um, yeah, I was critical of LaFleur. Uh, leaning too much on the on the complexity of of all the sifting and the pulling offensive linemen early on, that settled down a bit. Things kind of kind of tightened up a touch. We got tired of saying it. Remember, we were talking about Tim. It's like, man, we're in every game, and we both looked at each other like, I'm so sick of saying that. Well, we finally got over that hump, right? I think yep. it is a testament to good coaching. There's something I always said about Mike McCarthy. You know, he caught a lot of flack um, as being a almost. You know, it was it was like. He was a bad coach all of a sudden. Super Bowl winning coach all of a sudden was a bad coach. I, I never understood that. But um, I would always say, how many games has he got blown out of? Right. Count them on one hand. That's all you can ask for in an NFL head coach is to make sure at the end of the game you're in it. It's just like playoff contention, right? All you can do, all you can ask for is the team to have a shot at the end of the year 
to try to go on a playoff run. I mean, anything other than that, you're kind of grabbing at straws. But uh, what do you think? How do you think about the coaching staff in these close games, man? Obviously, uh, they've kept the team in it, even with all the injuries and having the youngest roster in the league. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that's a testament to the uh, the willing willingness to uh, make adjustments. You know, I, I think that um, the staff has always been like that. However, I think they were a little more hesitant early in the year. And and I and I think maybe with a young team, maybe that's true. You know, you're you're hesitant to adapt uh, as quickly during a game because you're trying to get these guys to grasp the initial concept of the game plan and what you're trying to run out there. And you don't want to run away and scrap a game plan and start you know, drawing up too much new stuff um, when you're trying to, you know, you just installed your offense, you've got new guys, you know, but hey, are we improving? Yeah. Are we seeing improvement with this team this year? Yeah. And I think that is a testament to our staff. You know, we've talked about the the development side of draft and develop and maybe some of these position coaches and, you know, what are we, what are we teaching our guys this, that, and the third? Well, you know, it's easy to start getting nitpicky and, you know, digging around when your things aren't going well and your, you know, your team's losing ball games, but when they turn it around like this, despite facing adversity and losing, you know, major pieces to the, to the puzzle here, you know, we're still in it. We're still in the mix, man. You know, get a little help tonight. We get a victory this weekend, man. We're, <laughs> we're cooking and we're getting healthier as we, as we see. So, you know, I think uh players got to make plays, but uh, you know, coaches got to put them in that, that position. And, um, I think both Joe Barry and and Matt LaFleur speaking from those respects offensively and defensively, we've seen that. You know, we've seen teams change on us after halftime. We talk about winning the middle eight. And we've seen uh first half adjustments. We've seen second half adjustments, uh, both offensively and defensively. Um, the one I'm waiting for, Clayton, is like you said, is maybe, you know, creep out of those condensed sets on offense a little bit more and start start spreading these guys out. Um, but you know, it's it's gonna happen. We've already seen less pulling with our with our guards and uh, you know tackles on our offensive line with some of these uh, run blocking assignments. You know we've kind of streamlined that a little bit, and we've been able to manufacture run games, and uh, we'll need to do that again Sunday. So um, you know I'm I'm satisfied. You know right? What would you give our coaching staff this year? Right? Like a like a B minus maybe? I mean seriously? Plus? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, as far as a letter grade, the thing that the first thing that comes to mind is probably a B, B minus. Um, yep. But when you really look look at it and kind of put everything into perspective with the injuries and how young the team is, probably deserve a higher grade than that. You know, yeah. Um, United Bates in here says evening posse. Good to see you in here, buddy. Appreciate you swinging through. Um, someone else had mentioned it here. If I can find it again, um, Red Mo. I think it was Red Mo. Someone said, uh, "What about Matt Lafleur?" Right here we go. Red Mo says Matt Lafleur. Maybe Matt LaFleur finally gets some coach of the year looks. You know, think about this. Youngest th- – what what would justify coach of the year? Obviously, it's a coach who who uh, probably performed the best, you know, with the least he had to work with, right? You know, you don't expect someone to win coach of the year with a franchise quarterback and a great defense, right? You know, like, look at the Chiefs. It would take the Chiefs going on one heck of a run, winning the Super Bowl, and even then they might not be considered because, hey, you got Pat Mahomes, multi-MVP. you got, you know, a top three defense in the league. You've got a very veteran uh, roster, obviously. You've got a first ballot Hall of Famer at tight end. You look at the Packers, it's like youngest roster in the league, ton of injuries, somehow make the playoffs the first year after you move on from a, uh, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. 
And another one, too, is that comeback player of the year, man. I want to see Rashawn Gary finish strong and get that. I think that would be absolutely awesome coming back from that injury um, for sure. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. But uh, in other news today, we got a little Aaron Jones update. Kind of cool. Um, Rob Domofsky tweeted out, Aaron Jones, who eight, eight days ago sprained his MCL, went through stretch before practice. He stayed inside with the rest of the team, uh, went out, but seems like a good sign. So he's already kind of getting out there and stretching a little bit at practice. The fact that he didn't go on IR says they don't think it's anywhere near four-week injury, right? The fact, like you said, that they cut uh, James Robinson now, right? That's a good sign that, okay, he's trending in the right direction. Now, you still got Patrick Taylor to the best of my knowledge. So uh, when it comes to that, you've still got A.J. Dillon, Patrick Taylor, and, of course, you can use Jaden Reed in the pinch. Um, but What did yeah, we get on Emmanuel Wilson? Did they designate him to IR too? I, I think they did. Yeah. Okay. Last I heard, I'm pretty sure he's on IR. Yeah. Okay. Um, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, guys in the chat, let me know. But I th- I'm pretty sure it was some kind of dislocated shoulder or something. And uh, he went on IR. So probably at least four weeks. And, you know, with Musgrave, they're saying it's obviously at least three more weeks, but maybe even season ending. But I love what Matt LaFleur said about that. Basically said, you know, if it's up to him, he'll be playing because he's just that yeah. kind of guy. Right. Just what, what an awesome testament to to such a young player man Uh, yeah absolutely but you got to watch that right because like you said he's a he's a young player you'd hate to you'd hate to have him come back let's say we're in the playoffs right you know and and you need him but man if he takes a shot and he has a setback and it alters the course of his development and his career you know 
I mean, yeah. lacerated internal organs. I think you should go ahead and just take the time to let that heal up properly, right? Yeah, take take you a couple of days there, man. Yeah, have you have okay. you a couple of daddy sodas and relax for a couple of weeks there, Mus? You yeah, know man. I mean? We got Tucker. Tucker's doing good. Yeah, I'm eager to see him out there. I like watching Tucker play. Uh, I, lo- I would love to see Musgrave out there because he was really starting to uh, hit his stride, you know, of course. But uh, Rob Domofsky also tweeted out, Packers coach Matt LaFleur said that wide receiver Dontavian Wicks yeah. has cleared the concussion protocol. So, yeah, really have no reason at all to think that he won't be playing, right? Um, I mean, that guy should be ready to suit up when it comes to uh, Sunday night there against the Chiefs. Uh, on uh, on Sunday night football, a little snow covered field, man. I, I it's going to be Jordan Love's first snow game, right? Let's hope that the snow shows up because if it does, it's going to be cool to get some really good shots of number ten out there with a you know a foggy snow covered Lambo. That's what that's what we live for out there, guys. That's what it's all about. Yep. I'm down here in the south saying that you guys up there are probably going to no, it ain't like no, it ain't. <laughs> we, you keep that stuff. Keep it all you want. So speaking of Jordan Love, let's kind of transition to that. That's called a segue. Look at us being professional. Um, Ryan Wood tweeted out, Jason Vrabel says Jordan Love holds the Packers' young wide receivers accountable, but he admires how Love guides young pass catchers through their mistakes. Quote, he's great with the guys. He'll go over, put his arm around them, and say, hey, don't worry about it. I've got you. Let's go. I think that's really, really cool from a young player. Um, Tim, just how he – he, you know, I, I can't remember who it was. Someone else played with him in college. I believe they played with him at Utah State, and they said that's how he was. He was, he was quick to try to correct, but he he never it never felt like he was unapproachable, right? Like you can you can go to him and ask questions. You can go to him. He's not going to blast you in front of teammates, right? And that's kind of a change of pace, obvious obviously from Aaron, right? Aaron did that. Aaron demanded excellence, right? And that's why. He, Won four MVPs, got a Super Bowl, and he, uh, you know, in the in the youth of his career, all those things. But uh, the main thing about leadership, you can't be phony, you can't be fake. People see through that, and the second they think you're being fake, they they won't follow you anywhere, right? Yep. So uh, when it comes to Jordan Love, obviously this is one of the things on the scouting report when they drafted him was he's got kind of this quiet leadership aspect to it. They said he gets that from his dad, who obviously was a police officer for so many years, someone that everybody in the community looked up to, someone the community could lean on. He was that type of guy. They said, Jordan Love, if you want to know what his dad was like, look at Jordan Love. That's 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 his dad. He, he completely inherited all that from his dad, just how he carries himself. But definitely cool to see that, right, coming from the receiver coach. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, leadership, you know, everyone leads in their own way, right? Not There's no carbon copy way to be a leader. Some guys are, you know, you know, all piss and vinegar, right? They're all fire and brimstone. They're like the, the Dan Campbell school of leadership, right? And then you've got like, you know, guys like Jordan Love, a little bit more reserved, lead by example. And then when you see the fire, you see them fired up in these games in the moment. And it's like it, it holds more weight. Because it doesn't, you don't see that all the time, you know. We like uh, we talked about him not sliding early in the year because he felt like the team needed a boost, right? You know, that's a little fire you see right there in the game, man. And I just love it. And uh, you know, I I think Jordan, um, his style of leadership kind of is merging, seems to merge well with with what Lafleur is trying to do offensively here, you know. And we can uh, start to get a rhythm moving ahead here with Jordan Love. I, I still believe he's the, he's our guy. I really do. And uh, I know we want to see the rest of the season. And uh, I'm just looking forward to that because, you know, he's trending upward right now. And this team is trending upward. We're getting healthy slowly but surely. So, um, 
nothing but positivity, man. It's going to be an exciting ride to the uh, Week 17 finale here against the Bears. No doubt. And that last game of the season. Don't be surprised if I pop up in Green Bay. You may hear you may just see me randomly tweet out early that week a, a, a tweet of us getting on a plane. I'll just say that. There um, you go. Because if the if the season's on the line and it's going to be one of those type of games, I might have to make that trip. Yeah, I might have, <laughs> y'all might hear me screaming from the sledding hill too, man. We uh we have a blast over there. Uh Carly Ray said, No daddy sodas with the last already kidney. Let me tell you something, Carly Ray. <laughs> If I want to drink with a lacerated kidney, I'm drinking with a lacerated. Now you're you're probably right. That doesn't sound good. Um, I just imagine, imagine uh, Luke Musgrave over there in the hospital bed trying to trying to sneak a sip of uh, old Schaefer Light or something. You know what I'm saying? One of those, you can you can buy a case of them for two dollars and seventy five cents back in the nineties, right? Um, man, I'm dating myself bad here. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, let's see here. We got all kinds of people in here tonight, man. You guys showed up in fours. They do us a favor. Hit that like button real quick so other Packer fans can find this content too. Um, all right, so Jordan Love stats. This is kind of cool. PFF tweeted this out earlier. PFF Green Bay Packers tweeted it out. Jordan Love off play action versus the Lions, 10 of 13, 150 passing yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, passer rating of 139.9. Tim. Buddy, that's hard to beat, man. You can't get much better than that off play action, dude. Yeah, and uh, it's working now, you know, because we we've committed to having some resemblance of a run game. You right. know, you can't you can't just play action to play action. They got to believe it. And uh, despite being banged up, we've been able to do it. And um, I think it's a testament to our our O line too in the past pro. You know, we know that's um, a positive attribute for our uh, offensive line, and uh, that's going to come into play here. Sunday against the Chiefs, right? We're gonna we're gonna see some play action <laughs> for sure, um, and uh, you know this is another attribute of Jordan's game that uh, is going to be a strength for him going forward. You know, we talked about him getting better on selling these these play fakes. He wasn't selling them very well early in the season, and now I feel like he's got that down. It's like automatic for him now, um, and it's just you know another tool in the in the toolbox for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Jennifer Wright says Clayton will meet up in Green Bay if you do go. Hey, that sounds good. Um, would love to do that. Actually, we got to meet several of the listeners last year. Um, pretty cool, man. Like we had just started the pod too. Like we we hadn't been doing it very long at all. And uh, I walked out of uh, Lodge Kohler one morning there to kind of see how cold it was going to be. It was actually game day. And as I walked by a bench, somebody said, "Hey," uh, and I was looked over like, "Yeah," and he's like, "You're that access guy." Packers, <laughs> yeah, total access. So I chatted with him and his wife. It was pretty cool, uh, just kind of running into people like that randomly. But yeah, we'll do that. We'll uh, we'll definitely meet up and grab a picture, or maybe uh, maybe go, maybe go have a cold one. I don't know if you uh, drink daddy sodas or not, but you can always find me at nineteen nineteen Kitchen and Tap. If I'm in town and Mandy isn't shopping, and granted that's few and far between there but if i'm in town and mandy isn't shopping you'll find me at 1919 kitchen and tap we've been to the nicest restaurants in green bay and there's some good ones people like to pretend like there's absolutely nothing to do in green bay you don't not, know what we're from. not true not true at all don't believe them and, and you know we we went to the republic chop house and uh you know went to the walnut room and some of the nicer restaurants down to absolutely love that district down there but man, I tell you, at the end of the day, me and Mandy were like, that one of the last nights we were there, we spent seven days there last time we went. And we we're sitting there like, where do you want to eat tonight? I don't know what you're thinking. We didn't have reservations. Like, I prefer 1919 over anything, man. Their beer cheese soup with a spotted cow beer 
and the Elk Stroganoff. Oh my God. Put me to bed, Tim. I should have carried me across the parking lot, bro. Only in Wisconsin, man. You know, when you're here, you gotta you gotta get your grub on. You know, enjoy the local delicacies, you know. (laughs) Dude, the people are just amazing. I love the people up there. Love them. Uh Chad Inc. Uh, in the house says Musgrave sipping on hams. All right, I got you. I hey, see. there we go. Love it. I'm assuming it's hams, or is it pronounced hams? I I have no idea. I, we always called it hams. My my grandpa used to drink that. Yeah. My mom still drinks it. <laughs> Shout out to mom. I, I went. Mom might be listening tonight. She might be having a hams right now listening. There you go. <laughs> Doug in the chat says, "When I was a kid, collecting beer cans, always looked for uh, Schmidt beer, hunting and fishing art, and old." Frothing slosh. That's that's cool. That's a cool name. We uh I've got a picture. I need to post it. I need to I need to download it and post it because I've got it saved in an album. When I was a kid, we lived in a trailer park after we moved out of the housing projects. We lived in a trailer park in a little place called Springfield, Kentucky. It was in Cumberland, Kentucky. The neighborhood was called Springfield. We lived in a one-bedroom trailer. And our Christmas tree, my mom, God, God rest her soul. She'd be rolling over in her grave right now hearing me tell this story. Dad decorated the Christmas tree, tree with Budweiser cans, and he had a Seagram 7 bottle on the top branch. <laughs> I've got pictures of it, bro. I'm just telling you. With the, uh, with the bike pulled into the living room to keep it out of the cold. That yep. was, uh, Priorities, uh, man. You got to keep that bike inside during the winter, man. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Carly ran the chat said, I was telling my family about the pod over Thanksgiving. My mom was like, quote, Oh, yeah, Packers Total Access. Yeah, we get that station on cable. No, Mom, that would be something else. <laughs> Not yet. It's, it could be coming, though. You never know. I was, I was totally expecting her to say, uh, yeah, we, yeah, I've heard that. That's the guy with the horrible accent, right? Yeah. Lo- but, local cable access like Wayne's World, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Now we're dating ourselves. Oh, man. I wonder how many viewers even know what that is. <laughs> Remember that movie? <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Jaden Reed stats. This is kind of cool. Same thing. Uh, same account at PFF underscore Packers. Jaden Reed since week 10, 78.0 PFF grade, 13 receptions, 164 yards, 62 rushing yards, and three tutters. Stock trending up. You love to see it, man. He's a baller. I'm telling you. I, I, I When they drafted him, I went, why? Why Why? Why would you trade back and pass on Jalen or on uh, Jalen Hyatt and take this guy? Watched the 2022 tape. Why? Went to 2021 and went, oh, there it is. Okay. And yep. dude, you you see it, Tim. You see it transitioning to the NFL, bro. It's yep. uh, this game, this this level of, of play is not too big for him. And it's so exciting, dude. So we exciting. saw that immediately too. The minute his cleats hit the turf at training camp, we we saw it. We yep. saw we saw instantly the issues with the return game disappear, right? We <laughs> instantly. You know, uh, no more drops, none of this liability with special teams, you know, that. And then again, he's running routes, you know, like a five or six year NFL veteran, you know, and he's a rookie. Um, I believe he's going to be a star. You know, there's a lot of a lot of names in this receiver room that have that that star power. They have that that potential to really, you know, become something huge in this league. And Jaden Reed is definitely probably at the top of that list, in my opinion, Um you know, we can talk about Scoot. Uh, we can talk about Tay Wicks as another another name. Um, guys that, you know, are developing. It's really exciting. You know, you talk about how much you love this game. This is what I love about it, too. You know, you, you kind of, you know, me and you aren't, aren't going to get out there and, uh, you know, 
run around and bang heads all day anymore, man. We're too old. So we get to get to, you know, live our youth through these watching these young players, man. And I'm excited to see these guys grow and develop, especially a guy like Jaden Reed. I mean, I can just imagine him, you know, six, seven years from now, what, what we're going to be saying about, about him. So uh, yeah, salute to Jaden Reed and, and really this, um, this receiver room, you know, they struggled early, you know, they weren't making plays for their quarterback. Matt LaFleur talked about that after the Lions game, you know, he talked about guys were going out. I believe it was coach LaFleur that said that, that, you know, they were going out and making plays for their quarterback, you know, starting with the first, first one of the game, (laughs) you know, Scoot went up and got that one. And it was, uh, we were off and running from that moment on, you know, we've seen how those plays turn out the other way. Right. We remember that, that we still remember that week one bomber, um, you know, last year. So, um, you know, when you come down with it, it's a huge momentum thing. And, uh, these guys are playmakers and, um, you know, Jaden Reed is, uh, lightning in a bottle, man, for real, let him out and, uh, watch him work. The thing I like about him too, is, is how he can play all over the field, right? You know, he can, he can pick up uh, yards on the ground in a pinch, obviously. Um, he's, he's deadly on the jet motion on that when he plays flyer. Um, the other thing too, is he can play Z, he can play slot, he can play X. He played everything at Michigan state. Um, right. And the thing I notice is how good of a boundary receiver he was. And obviously the Packers are using him more in the slot. It seems like, but in a pinch, he can he can play all over the field. That's something that's so valuable, man. But especially in the Matt Lafleur offense, like yeah. you have to understand the offense to qualify to be flyer to play flyer to play F in his offense because there's a lot of choice routes involved. You've heard Matt talk about that over and over and over. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I understand all the details of those choice routes and exactly how deep that is as far as the uh, intricacies of running, you know, F. But it seems like Jaden Reed they know he can handle it. How many times this year have we seen receivers be in the wrong spot, right? It's happened over and over and over. You've seen it, especially in the first, you know, first quarter of the season, at least they're between maybe games three and five. Um, I can't think of one time where we go, ah, Jaden Reed ran the wrong route. Can you, Tim? I can't think of one, man. Not really. Pretty impressive. And that's not the dog the other guys. It just shows you the game's coming natural to him, man. Um, He's another guy that doesn't take plays off either. You know, even, I mean, you look at Jaden Reed, it's like, you know, do we really need him as a run blocker? Well, yeah, sometimes, sometimes we do. And it's great to have a guy that doesn't mail it in when that happens. I mean, I don't know who that was on the Steelers. I know you saw that on, on Twitter. Oh my God. That was uh, Deontay Johnson, bro. That was, I ought to pull that up just to show people how fortunate we are, man. Right. Because this is the type of crap that teams are dealing with, you know, and um, you know, it's a testament, man. You know, Goody, uh, Goody hit the bullseye on this one for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, like you said, a threat in the run game as well as a, as a ball carrier, you know, and, uh, absolutely a backup to a backup running back. Um, if we get bit by that injury bug again, you know, you feel good having a guy like that on your team and then complimentary players too, you know, Malik Heath is another guy to be excited about. Tay Wicks, another guy to be excited about Romeo Dobbs, still a guy to be excited about. You know, I, I just, I love his physicality at the, at the catch point. You know, these receivers, man, <laughs> we get it. We get this offensive line shored up and, and, you know, keep the running game intact and growing just like our receiver rooms growing. We're going to be a lethal offense going mm-hmm. forward. I really believe it. Oh yeah. Here we go. No doubt. Let, nice, man. Great snap. High quality. That's the ball bouncing by him. A fumble occurred and look at him. The ball goes bouncing. Like that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, how is he not like, I mean, I'm sorry. 
like this is the NFL. There are people that would like sell their soul to play a snap in this league. Oh. You know, if you don't want to be here, bro, the door, don't let the door hit you in the, the rear end on the way out, man. You know, I would have, I would have red tagged that locker major league style. Right. Oh yeah. Hit him, hit him with the red tag. See you later. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, it just makes you really fortunate on the, the quality of players that, that Goody does draft. You know, you got to give him credit for that for sure. Dennis Shook in the house says, let me get that off the screen real quick. Probably slowing us down. He says, Clayton, are you going to be at the game this Sunday? I got you a couple daddy sodas. Hey, I appreciate the offer. I will not be there Sunday. Um, we got a lot of stuff coming up, man. I just had to invest into a uh, a Microsoft Surface so we Ooh. can have enough power in it, processing power, to do the show on the road because uh, we're going to be going to Florida here in December. So I'm hoping – if everything goes as planned, there's a chance we go to that Bears game, right? Now, may not go if playoff implications aren't, you know, on the line or whatever. If it's just going to be one of those games where, okay, we're eliminated, might not be worth it to try to make the haul up there. But if uh, if it's season on the line, I might have to, uh, to make that happen. But, no, we won't be there this Sunday. Uh, Mandy has tried to talk me into going all year long, and I keep fighting it, keep fighting it, because I don't want to lose momentum what we're doing here on the show. But once that Surface tablet gets here, granted, it cost me a pretty penny. Um, that'll be uh, something that we can use on the go and keep the show going when I'm out of town. I've turned out a lot of trips. She's went to Florida twice now, and I didn't go because of the show. Um, so uh, just want to keep this thing going, man. We got a lot of momentum and, and love the continuity we're creating with the chat and all that stuff. So uh, there's a chance I get up there a little later in the year, though, Dennis. And if, if I do roll into town, I'm assuming you're located in Green Bay. Um, if so, we'll definitely hook up, man. Grab a daddy soda together. Uh, you could say you could buy me one, not if I buy you one first, buddy. So, <laughs> the way that works. Uh, Eric Sutherland in the chat said, I told everyone Reed was a great pick. Watched him right up the road from the house. Love that pick, man. You were spot on, Eric. Yep. He's a dog, dude. You could just tell the, the game's not too big for him. There's no doubt about that. Chad Inc. in the chat says, the thing I loved about Reed's tape from college, he played so much bigger than his size. He plays like plays, he plays like that. Ball is in all caps his, yes, you know, and in the deep passes too. The way he slows down, right? He slows down to shield the defender, plays so savvy. Then you've seen it on the Tucker Craft touchdown. Tim pointed it out on Chalk Talk. You know, just kind of boxing out the guy, just knowing where everyone is on the field. He just some people have that football IQ, and it just seems like Jaden Leeds got it, man. He seems like a very, very smart, and we, smart young man. And some people don't, right, Clayton? Some people got the hands, they got the wheels, they, they can run great routes, and they can do all these things, but their IQ isn't there, and they'll, they, they, you know, they kind of struggle. You know, that's the thing that stops them from being, you know, separating the good from the great, as they say, right? So you're seeing these attributes in a young receiver like Jaden Reed already. I mean, think of the development. Like I said, I, I can't wait. I can't let's let's bookmark this one. I can't wait till you know five five six years from now to see what the numbers look like for Mr. Jaden Reed. No doubt, Carly Ray said I can support the show with getting you some free lodging. Hey, I appreciate that. Um, we uh, we we got a game plan put together. I, I appreciate the offer, Carly. But uh, if we make it up, everything will, it'll it'll all be good for sure. Uh, Eric Sutherland in the chat says Surface Pro. Damn, Clayton rolling in that YouTube money. It's funny. Uh, Still haven't broken even on this project yet, getting this thing um, with with the upgrade I had to make to the PC to monitor everything we needed to to kind of up the production value. Which appreciate the feedback. Everybody's like, dude, I, I've had people email me going, "You put on one hell of a production." Like they, they probably think there's a crew back here. It's just me over here mashing buttons trying to figure stuff out, right? But uh, yeah, so the uh, the Surface Pro is 
going to keep us from getting in the black a little bit longer. But again, can't turn it down, man. To be able to keep things going while we're on the road is going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, with that being said, let's do this. Let's talk a little PFF preview. You good with that, Tim? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get a quick summary here, if it's all right with you. So, this understand all this information is very, very, very early on, right? And by the way, the Bears are up three to nothing. There's 13 minutes left in the second quarter, so they went right down the field. Looks like I think that drive might have taken up the whole first quarter or close to it, but uh, they are winning three to nothing. I, I think we would all agree we're all Bears fans tonight. The Vikings lose. That helps the Packers' chances of getting in the playoffs tremendously. And obviously, we're going to be controlling our own destiny there at the end of the year. So. PFF summary of Packers Chiefs, um, when you look at the team metrics, first of all, um, strength of schedule played. The Chiefs have the third uh, strongest schedule. We had the 22nd. So it just kind of shows you, you know, when you look at their record and they're sitting at eight and three, you think, oh, they're having kind of a, a down year. Are they seven and four now? Do you know what their record is, Tim? Uh, no, I can't. Okay. Can't be not with any certainty. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find out in the chat in 11 seconds. Here, I'm the pretty Posse, sure Posse's got this. I think it's eight and three. When you see it come through the chat, let me know, Tim. If you if you can see it, I've got mine covered up right now. Okay. But uh, actually, I might be able to plug it up here. Um, eight and so, three. Paul Robertson's got it. Eight and three. Eight and three. Okay, cool. That's so that upper left is the right number. It says eight and three. Then ATS seven and four. I don't know what the ATS means, but oh well. Um, so third strongest schedule, we have the 22nd, even though they're eight and three, you think, oh, they're having kind of a down year for the chiefs, right? Well, they've played a really, really tough schedule. Average offensive snaps, they're averaging 70.2 snaps a game. We're only averaging 65.8 percentage of run plays. They're running the ball 32.9% of the time. We're running the ball 37.6% of the time. So obviously they're passing the ball 67.1% of the time. We're passing 62.4. EPA per run, kind of the overall grade of their run, is negative 0.14. Ours is negative 0.15. So our running games are so similar, Tim, so similar. And then the EPA per pass, they're 0.09. We're 0.08. I mean, it's hard to get much closer than that, right? Oh, yeah. I mean (laughs) – yeah, I, how how can you? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, wild, man. That these offenses are performing right there at the same level. Now, keep in mind, we played a weaker schedule. That's that's the whole point of the strength of schedule, obviously. Um, now, as far as the point spread, Kansas City is six and a half point favorites right now, guys. I could be wrong. I could be off my freaking rocker here, but I, I would be taking Green Bay in the points with this, man. I don't know. I, you, they're a little banged up too. They got some injury concerns, right? They had some people that that missed last week and. You see this team isn't firing on all cylinders. Their defense is their strong point. Green Bay's offense is starting to kind of turn it up a little bit. Our defense is uh, is starting to play good ball as well. It's just that head-to-head quarterback matchup, man. That's the tough one for me. Um, you know, the over-under is set at 42-and-a-half. Pat Mahomes, PFF grade, 87.2. Jordan Love, 74.1. If Jordan Love comes out here and somehow, some way outperforms Pat Mahomes, guys, we – I'm telling you, we – it's time to put time to puff our chest out a little bit, Tim. If somehow, some way, Jordan Love outperforms Pat Mahomes on Sunday night national stage, his passer rating with a uh, his passer rating with a clean pocket is one twelve point two. Jordan's is ninety three point eight. Passer rating under pressure sixty one point three for Pat Mahomes. Jordan Love's passer rating under pressure is sixty nine point zero, better than Pat Mahomes. And we know Spags ran at zero blitz last time, like we talked about earlier in the show. That's, that's a huge stat right there, right? Absolutely. And it's going to make a coordinator think about that when he's dialing up blitzes, for sure. He's going to be very selective. I mean, I'm sure we'll see some zero blitzes, you know, 
situationally, right? Sometimes, sometimes they, uh, he'll send them on those, uh, you know, third and long kind of, kind of deals. Cause they're, they'll just, you know, load the box and boom, we're going, but, yeah. um, you know, Jordan love handles that pretty well. And, uh, you know, he can extend plays with his feet and, uh, he's been getting the ball out on time and, and early. So, uh, I say bring on the pass rush. Yeah, for sure. Look at the chat, keeping us up to date. Chad Inc says Dobbs just got picked off. Number one yeah. and confirmed it. Dobbs just threw an interception, LOL. So now we got the Bears trying to drive to uh, – man, get, get in the end zone. Get you a tutter there and go up by two scores before halftime. That's what we need to see there for sure. Now, we know it's still the Bears. They're liable to crap the bed by the end of the game. That's just uh, something that kind of comes with the territory, which it's probably a good time to remind everybody that – The Bears still suck. <laughs> no doubt about it. All right. Um, big time throw percentage, Pat Mahomes, 3.67%. Jordan Love, 4.13. So he's got more, a higher big time, big time throw percentage than Pat Mahomes. Turnover worthy plays. Check this out. Pat Mahomes, 2.8, 2.86%. Uh, Jordan Love, 2.52%. So protecting the ball better than Pat Mahomes currently. Power rating, 7.5. Jordan Love's 0.5, though. So there's the difference. He's got a he's first in the NFL in power rating rank. Jordan Love is 22nd right now. Of course, you got to take into consideration the accuracy issues, the underthrown deep balls, all those things, right? So, um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm feeling a little bit better about the game, Tim. Not not that any game you should ever go in saying, oh yes, yeah, slam dunk, we can win. No, but nobody. Anytime you're six and a half point favorites, you're never going to go into a game like that. But I don't see anything there. Uh, with that early summary from PFF, that that really concerns me. Do you? No, and like not at all. Like I said, um, you know they're not uh, the Goliath that they that they were a few years ago. Um, you know, I saw one of the promos was even uh, teasing that. You know, you know Kansas City looking to show that they're still the, you know, the team to beat or whatever they said, whatever the the narrative was. And it's true because they they don't look quite as imposing. They don't look um, so unbeatable anymore. And, you know, part of what you need to do in this league to, to be successful is, is is you've got to find a way to beat teams like this because the any given Sunday rule is true. Um, regardless of what we look at on paper, the game's not played there. It's played on the field. So, you know, this is going to – I think it's going to be a great game. I really do. I don't, I don't see a boat race. Um, if anything, I see, uh, you know, a situation where – you know, it could go one of two ways, right? It could be a it could be a defensive grinder, low scoring game. You know, we look at the Chiefs and and uh, we, you know we talked about what they're averaging on the road, seventeen points a game on the road. You know, and uh, we talk about Kansas City's defense. Their defense is still playing very well and at a high level. You know, so they could give us a lot to deal with. So we could see a low scoring game. I, I don't see a boat race. We could have a shootout too. <laughs> you know, we yeah. could have one of those too. Um, and that's, I guess, where my concern is, Clayton. You know, you know, the moment we start, we try to do this score for score, matching scores with them, you know, the, usually like the first team that gets a stop kind of wins that game, right? You, you tilt the balance and then you go ahead um, by multiple scores and, and you kind of just ride it out. So I, I hope that uh, our offense keeps pace um with whatever our defense is is allowing out there which is hopefully nothing you know hopefully they're kicking field goals and and we're putting tutters on the board all day yeah definitely looks like the bears are gonna have to punt here i believe yeah so they're punting uh they uh, look like justin fields just about got his receiver absolutely killed out there on a high ball 
uh, throwing late toward the sideline. But, uh, all right, as we get ready to sign off here, let's do a little conspiracy talk. You want to, Tim? Let's do a little Jacob's Conspiracy Corner. You ready for this? Yeah, let's go. Always. Let's have some fun. That, dude, that Alex Jones smirk gets you every time, man. Every we, time. I keep forgetting. I, I meant to make me a foil hat that <laughs> while that video's playing, I can throw it on, you know, and get kind of ready for it. But, uh, so here it is tonight, guys. I'm sure some of you may have seen this. We got a quick uh, clip from the McAfee show. I did more editing on this McAfee show clip. It's two minutes long, and I, I did more editing on it than anything I've done on this channel in the last year and a half. I'm just telling you because of the cuss words. So I got the language cleaned up a bit. But before we do, here's what we're talking about. Front Office Sports tweeted this out, and I picked Front Office Sports specifically because Pat has another source. That's how we know this is legit, okay? Um, Front Office Sports said Sports Illustrated – has been publishing stories written by AI and attributing them to writers that don't exist. Profiles for fake authors used AI-generated headshots and made-up bios. When asked about it, all content was deleted. So they got called on it like, hey, uh, this looks like you're generating these, these writer profiles with AI. They literally deleted it. <laughs> so... I think we all feel pretty comfortable saying, okay, this is legit. Here's what McAfee and the boys had to say about it. Again, you're going to notice some some clips cut out. It's because I tried to get the language out, but you'll pretty much get the gist of it here. And then we're going to read a couple of these writer profiles and just how, I mean, you talk about mailing it in, Tim. They really mailed it in on these profiles, man. It's absolutely unbelievable. Here's, uh, again, this is from the McAfee show earlier today. Oh, no. Okay. Just put a tweet. I just read this tweet that you showed up in this group text. Pompliano's don't lie about anything. They no, get to the no, bottom of it. Never. This Sports Illustrated story is wild. The TLDR, what is that? Too long, didn't read. Is that they, okay, thank you, Pomp, for doing that for us. But AI-generated headshots and created fake writer profiles <laughs> so they could publish AI-generated content and make it look real. They then deleted the content when asked about it. Super sad. Sports Illustrated used to be the best, says Pompliano. Whoa. Little punditry for Pompliano. Yeah. Now Pomp's like, it's writers. Whoa. They're taking AI-generated content, putting AI-generated heads on these people, and now we just got fake humans doing sports? That is wild. Oh. Hey, Pompliano, thanks for bringing that to our attention. I wonder who did the story and kind of broke this whole thing down. But Sports Illustrated is like, we can't hire anybody, right? We don't have the money. But we can, listen to this, what if we get 10 more writers? Boom. Think with me. Who are <laughs> AI writers? And everything they say is going to be right because AI is not wrong ever. Well, then people are going to say those aren't real humans. AI faces. Yeah. Who are they gonna, how are they going to find out? Never know what hit them. <laughs> people on the internet will find out that these humans don't exist. Nobody will find out that these humans aren't real. I mean, that's 2020. Boom. We're using it. That's fantastic. That's that's future right there. They're yeah. trying to take our job. They're trying to take, take our job. <laughs> I wonder how quickly the turnaround. What like? Do you think they did this like two days ago? Found out already. <laughs> Who's the one to pitch this idea? What do you mean nobody would find out? They already did. What do you mean? <laughs> Delete. John Doe. That people yeah. didn't think that was real. What are we doing? That's awesome. Sports Illustrated. To be clear, though, Sports Illustrated was was awesome. Oh, it yeah. was. It was awesome. Look forward to that magazine every month. They can't hire humans. Okay, so they. Yeah. We need fake ones. Yeah. Yeah. Think with me. <laughs>
How does that get through? It's genius. We've talked about this. I well, it's all about the bottom line. Yeah, you don't have to hire people. We can, yeah, but man. No, um, forget all that. We've, yeah. we've talked about this ad nauseum. The idiots in positions of power in 2023, I think. Everywhere. More than, I don't know. I don't know what the. Potentially more than ever before. More than ever. More than ever before. I I don't know what it was like before, but now that we're getting to experience it, it's like, wow. It's kind of inspiring, actually. You got to that position, (laughs) and you got no brain. So that actually, (laughs) that inspires me. That That inspires me a pretty good amount. But then also, you you look at the ripple effects, though, of the bad brains in places, and that's not as silver lining. Yeah, that's good. So I don't know about you, Tim, but I listen. I'm not surprised, right? I'm not. I'm not surprised with this happening. I'm not surprised that they're using AI to write articles. It's more efficient. Like you said, you can make it 100 100 factual. I'm not saying I agree with it, and, and they should do that. But going to the level of creating fake writers, right? It's just wild to me. Absolutely wild to me. Uh, what's your thought on the surface with this? Before I read these profiles, man. I mean. Yeah, it's true. You know, like AI will will spit out things factually accurate. But I mean, when you read it, you know, you you can tell. I mean, and it's not just Sports Illustrated. This is this is media. This is where media is trending, uh, the direction they're heading towards. And um, I remember seeing a couple years ago, uh, before I moved, um, one of the local uh, news affiliates uh, in Milwaukee. You know, they they would tag their their stories in uh, their app saying, you know, part of their digital news team. And then they'd have a little blurb at the bottom that says, you know, some of our articles are are AI generated. So it's like I can respect that. You're you're telling me what I'm getting as opposed to trying to, you know, Tupac hologram on stage deceive me. <laughs> Remember when we brought the Tupac hologram out a few years yeah. ago and everyone lost it? It's like. You know, just tell us what you're doing. You know, I think it'd be a little easier to stomach. Um, but, you know, I think this could uh, go both ways, Clayton. It could make, you know, people like yourself and, you know, a lot of other of us uh, fans out here that that enjoy doing this and, and like digging into content and creating authentic human powered content. You know, it's going to create a, a market for us, you know, because I think there's a, a place for both in, in this new world that uh, we live in, you know. AI's here whether we like it or not, guys. You know, you know, the, we talk about the algorithms all the time. This has been, you know, years and years and years, decades in the making. So, um, you know, you, you can't you can't fight it. So you've you've got to find a way to, you know, find your lane in this new uh, this new media world we're living in because um, it's going to be across the board. I mean, we're already seeing it. It's it's in Hollywood. Um, you know, it's in our music industry. You've got AI generated uh, music now. So, um, you know, just be careful. And, uh, you know, they used to say a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's true anymore. So, uh, you know, we've got to use our uh, our heads and, and our uh, the filter that is our brain that God gave us. And we've got to be able to, d- to discern what's real and what's what's fake or what's, um, you know, authentic and what's not, I guess, is the best way. I would. That's kind of my take on it. You know, yeah. I, more upset about the deception don't don't play me for a fool with a with a you know a character you made on sims and then uh you know entered a bunch of uh facts into the the ai generator and you got a story you know so 
to me, it's kind of like a kid cheating on his homework, you know, <laughs> like, right. I don't know. You know, I, I heard a, I won't say the news station, but I heard a newscast a couple of years ago, um, actually about three years ago during the last election. And they literally said, and I'll keep the details out, but essentially they said, don't go looking for this information yourself. We'll bring you the facts. Just trust us. And it's like, you're telling people not to check on their own? Like, just shut up, do what we say, listen to what we say. I'm sorry, man. I can't, I can't subscribe to it. Just can't do it, man. Yep. Can't. And you know, we don't we don't get political on here, right? For a reason, because all politics does is divide people. The only yep. politics you'll hear me talk about is how stupid both parties are. Period, yep. case closed. How it's it's everything is just to keep people divided. And the closer they keep us to divided at 50%, the stronger they are. And people have to fall in line and rather than do stuff to help each other out. But uh, Omer says, not sure if the American government or AI is in charge is in charge is worse. I think that's a pretty fair statement there for sure. Could both um, be the same thing for all we know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And again, we like to have fun with the conspiracies and everything. Yeah, oh yeah. We're 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 deep in Jacob's uh conspiracy corner right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's some people going, Oh boy, they're treading, they're treading water right here, boy. They're... But listen, I'm gonna say what I wanna say when I wanna say it, and I'm gonna be respectful when I do it. And if uh if people, you know, anytime you mention anything that might be inaccurate, right? It's, it's like everyone comes out of the woodwork to tell you, oh, no, no, you now hold up a minute. That's not how I think. So you're wrong. No, no, that's not how the world works. Just because nope. you think something is fact doesn't make it fact. Just like because I think something's fact doesn't make it fact. Right? right. How about we dig into the facts and figure out what the truth is. Right. That's the part that bothers me is we've kind of gotten away from that as a country. But, yeah, man, it's a. Uh, Different world out here, man. Different world for sure. Um, yeah, I seen that too, Doug. I'm not going to throw it in here, but uh, I did see that comment as well on the McAfee show. Um, there's been a little bit of a a battle going back and forth right there, um, but it is what it is. I personally like the McAfee show. Um, you know, he had responded to a tweet I'd put out a little while back. I think he thought I was attacking him, and that that tweet did get it got like 1.2 million impressions or something. It was something crazy, Tim. Um, he, he had no idea I was actually agreeing with him at the time, but he was getting attacked from all angles from Packer fans that he just took a shot at me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, what I like about the McAfee show is they don't take themselves too serious. They're just on there cutting up, having fun, talking sports. And I really appreciate that because there's a lot of people that take themselves way too serious and they put themselves on this pedestal. You know, you hear me talk about the gatekeepers all the time, right? Yep. And the reason I take shots at the gatekeepers is because there's nothing that bothers me more than someone who gets paid to cover a sport, right? And they feel like they're obligated to tell another fan, <laughs> listen, we'll tell you what you can agree with. We'll tell you what to think. We'll tell you when it's okay to criticize a training staff or criticize a player or criticize a coach. You're way off, babe. We need to stop with this. That that drives me crazy when I hear sports, you know, uh, podcasters say, "Y'all need to." We need to stop with this as a fan base. No, no. If you disagree with it, say, "Hey, I respectfully disagree and move on." But don't tell other people how to think. I was yeah, on Twitter absolutely. for like two. I was on Twitter for two minutes. I mean, two minutes. I just signed up my account, just came on board with Packernet, and got into it with a podcaster because he spoke down to a listener. 
and uh, literally said, I do this for a living. We are not the same. Immediately, Tim, I mean, I felt my ears get I'm like, Get on a broadcast with me right now and let's talk X's and O's. I will make you look so stupid so quick. And, yep. and then I want you to – here's the agreement. If I make you look stupid, then you have to go on your live broadcast with that fan and apologize to them. How about that? Because yep. nobody's better than anyone else. We're all fans just trying to have fun, learn the game at a different level. And when some of these guys, man, some of these cats, they get on there and they think, you know, and, and nine times out of ten, it's the old saying, you know, they're born on third base and act like they hit a triple. You know, it's just they got – they've never had to struggle one time in their life, and then they want to put other people down because they don't necessarily agree with them. That stuff drives me insane. But I think overall we have a really good group of podcasters and group of content creators. And uh, I think for the most part, even the one that Pat was talking about, are good to people. I do. It's just you get a couple bad apples and they get on their little kicks, especially you watch right here. I was in the shadows during the last election. It's coming. It's coming like a freight train. And you're going to see everybody jump back to the top and get on their high horse and try to disagree with people over politics and divide. It's amazing how you get along for three years and then an election cycle hits Tim, And all of a sudden everybody's stupid again. Right. (laughs) And it'll last for about a year and then everybody will go back to getting along again. People will start unblocking people and all that. It's just crazy, crazy. So we always want, you know, people in here to feel welcome and uh, and feel like, hey, you can we can have a conversation respectfully. If someone gets disrespectful, you know, you're not going to be around long. Right. And uh, it's also it's just it's just about, you know, like we always say, like we end the show with. Right. Let's uh, let's go out and be the change you want to see in the world. You don't want to argue politics, stop arguing politics. You don't want to be put down, stop putting people down, right? It's just really that simple. Treat people how you want to be treated. But there, that's my TED Talk. Thanks for coming. Now, let's get back to these right here. This is hilarious. So this is one of them. I'm going to read. I'm going to drop the banner down here real quick so we can read it. Imagine thinking, yeah, this will pass the eye test, guys. This is Drew Ortiz, okay? Uh, Product, well, first of all, let me pull up the other one here real quick, Tim. Does that look familiar? That's the site they use to generate the face. Wow. It's exactly the same face, right? So that's why they took it down and they got caught. So this is Drew Ortiz's profile, okay? It says, Drew likes to, to say that he grew up in the wild. The, the, don't that guy look like he grew up in the wild, Tim? Oh, yeah, for right, sure. Which is partially true. He grew up in a farmhouse surrounded by woods, fields, and a creek. Drew has spent much of his life outdoors and is excited to guide you through his never-ending list of the best products to keep you from falling uh, to the perils of nature. Nowadays, there is a rarely there is rarely a weekend goes by where Drew isn't out camping, hiking, or just back on his parents' farm. This is no, another no. one here. <laughs> this is Sora Tanaka. Okay, Sora Tanaka. It says Sora has always been a fitness guru and loves to try different foods and drinks. She is fond of varying her workouts and believes everyone should participate in some sort of physical or mental activity at least three times a week, Tim. Miss Tanaka is thrilled to bring her fitness and nutritional expertise to the product reviews team and promises to bring you nothing but the best of the best. Okay. Well, you talk about mailing it in, bro. <laughs> well, that's that's it. That's what you get with AI. I mean, you you that's I mean, all of this is AI generated. So you you want me to believe that that dude's a country boy? He's a farm boy. A guy looks airbrushed out of a, you know, out of a Cover Girl commercial. Um, I, I'm just going to be honest. You, you you pull that first one up once on the bio. If you'll notice, this is this is a dead giveaway that you're reading 
fake crap. There's not an iota of substance in there. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, where did he grow up? Was he from the Midwest? Is he <laughs> from Clayton's neck of the woods? Uh, you know, what are what, where's the substance about about these escapades? You know, through the fields and the creek in the woods. <laughs> you know, like we just yeah. don't see. I, I, I don't know. It's kind of like a set. You know, it's like a Hollywood set. When you're watching yeah. it on TV, boy, you look, it's like, wow, that looks real. At a glance, it looks real. And then you, you take a tour of Warner Brothers lot and you're like, wow, <laughs> everything oh, well. I thought was real was, was just a just a shell, you know, but that's, and listen, yeah, that's sad. And at that at that specific, you know, website, because they're the best of my knowledge, they're just a website now. There's some really good writers there, great writers there, people that we respect. It just sucks that a a company would go to that level, right? To uh, to generate content and just uh, you know, it's it's a money grab is what it is, right? It's it's free labor essentially. So it uh, is, um, or it's um, you know, clinging, you know, and, and again, we're not picking on any one en- entity here. We're, right. we're talking media from a. Um, They're not the only ones doing it. I yeah, can't tell you yeah, we're talking media, you know, from a bird's eye view here. You know, I. <sighs> man clayton i don't know this is uh they could be just you're not i don't want to use the word clinging to relevancy but you know you're a business guy maybe clinging to solvency could be more of the the situation and you know that is again no no media company is immune to that i don't care how big or small you are right now uh we see you know we see moves made every day in the world and you know, companies that are here, you know, for a hundred years, they can, they do, they disappear. It happens. Um, and part of it is, you know, labor, you know, having to run your business, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough and delicate dance, you know, especially media where you're dealing with staff writers, freelance writers. Now we've got, you know, computer generated AI writers. Yeah. You don't have to pay them anything. You know, I get it. It's kind of like the self-checkout at the grocery store, right? Why do we need a bunch of cashiers? We have one cashier run 10 registers. You know, it's kind of like what they're, we're seeing this trend and it's not just media, it's industry across the board. So not to get, uh, you know, on another tangent here, but uh, I don't think this is exclusive to SI at all, for sure. No, No, I agree. You know, one of the things that we try to operate, the vein that we try to operate in with our businesses, um, you know, rather than trying to chase money, rather than trying to chase a profit, um, you know, there's an old saying, I'm sure I'll screw it up. It's if you add enough value to other people, money will chase you down. And it's so true. It's so true, man. You just uh, focus on providing a good product, right? A good service, treating people the way you want to be treated. And uh, it's, you, you can't fail. It's it's kind of a law sewn into the earth, in my opinion. Number one Packer fan said that 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 uh that face uh, generation said his his face is smooth as eggs. Ain't no way he's been on the farm. I promise you that. Uh, Doug in the chat says PTA posse is so down to earth. Real talk among real fan, uh, real fans. I like how Clayton lets our opinions through, even though he might disagree. So refreshing. Yeah, I mean, the second you stop listening to other people, um, other people's opinions, you know. It, how can you get better? Like you, you learn from differing opinions. Now I'm not saying you should subscribe to anyone who intentionally tries to disagree like they do on some of the shock jock programs, yeah. right? Well, it's okay. Troll, you troll just, shows, the troll show. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's just all about, like I said, learning and, and uh, 
and understanding everybody's perspective for sure. If we all said, that's what's crazy about the whole politics thing. And, I, and I, like I said, I don't like to talk politics on here, but if you took two people, one that votes Democrat, one that votes Republican, right? And you sat them down and said, what's the three most important things to you when it comes to our country? All right, what's the three most important things to you? I would just about guarantee you both people will go, I agree with that. I'm telling you, the three most important, not the the other stuff on the back burner that all divides us, right? Yep. Um, that That's just kind of how I see it for sure. But uh, all right, with that being said, Let's get out of here. Tim, you got any parting thoughts, man, on how we can change the world, how we can – no, I'm just kidding. On the uh, Packers Chiefs, obviously we'll be back for good morning Lambo in the morning, but uh, anything else you want to hit on tomorrow, we'll do the PFF matchups for sure. Awesome. Yeah, starting to get into the meat and potatoes here Tuesday. Uh, we should have official uh, injury report uh, Wednesday, right? And, um, you know, looking forward to this week, you know, Chiefs week, man. It's going to be uh, – Big game, you know. I mean, we've talked about, uh, you know, if they were going to drop a game, this would be the one for them to drop. I don't think that's even uh, close to a thought in their head in that locker room. These boys are going to go out there and try and get that W and protect home. And I, I want to see more of that, you know. I, I talked about that, right? You know, protect 1265. <laughs> it's like enough of these home losses. So uh, getting a powerhouse team like uh, Kansas City, man. We're gonna we're gonna wake up the NFL, man. What what is the uh, what's the AI generated narrative gonna be when the Packers beat the Chiefs? I guess we'll know soon enough. But uh, no, just looking forward to the rest of the week, Clayton, and yeah. uh, go Pack, go, man. Yeah, agree, man. Completely agree. Omer in the chat said PTA Posse is the bomb. Great info, clean forum, knowledgeable members who know the team and the game. No trolls in here. And if a troll does drop in, you know what they're gonna get, boys. We'll we'll have it triggered up. The second that that troll hits, Roadhouse, <laughs> they out of here. That's the way we operate. Uh, number one Packer fan. The problem with podcasters is many people have the idea that they have arrived and they forget that they uh, they forget they work in a world of EBS ebbs and flows. I'm sorry, of reactions from emotional humans. Take pride. But be humble. Yeah, try to get better every day, man. Try to get better every day, for sure. And and, and and one of the things I've always loved about what you do, Clayton, is this This is about ball, and this is about learning. And it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about Emilio, right? It's about all of us and what we're trying to achieve here. So, uh, you know, when you leave your ego at home, you know, that's a it's a good place for it, right, Clayton? You know, leave, leave your ego at the door. Um it's not about dunking on each other, you know, and trying to get a rise, man. It's about just having fun talking ball. And that's uh, one of the best things about being here. Yeah. I've got one of the worst tempers you'll ever see. And I mask it really well on this pod. As I get older, it's, it's calming down even more, but yeah, man, you can't, you can't feed your ego and your family at the same time. Like at some point you got to realize, okay, maybe just maybe, maybe I could be crazy. Could be wild. Maybe I don't know everything about life right and it's just remarkable how many people think they've just got everything figured out the second you figure it out i think they're putting dirt on you that's just me yeah um, but uh yeah enjoy the ride right um we appreciate you jennifer thanks for hanging out with us thanks for everybody in the chat you guys are awesome it's a good conversation i enjoyed it we didn't plan on going over this long but we had to mix in a little little humor there with the conspiracy talk and it's just wild absolutely wild but i uh, want to thank uh, mike hebring and josh martin for the super chats you guys are absolutely awesome want to thank anybody who uh who joined the uh the youtube members group of the pta posse we'll make sure that we get your name in 
on the uh, the giveaway this weekend. We're going to be giving away an autographed Dorsey Levens jersey during the post game show. Um, I think we're going to take the wheel off, Tim. And what we'll probably have to do is use a different systems to make it easier on me putting the names in. We got like over 200 names going on this one. So what I'll probably do is put it in a spreadsheet form, attach a number, and then do do a randomizer for the number. But I'm going to miss the big whammy wheel, man. I hope uh, hope we can get back to it someday. We just got to figure out how to copy the names over to that system. And maybe there's a, a tech guru in here that could figure that out for me too, but we'll uh, – We'll see. With that being said, we're out of here, guys. Really appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Uh, for those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offense. Exactly. No one shows. Go right by them and field them back. YN has the linebacker taken out. He cuts inside. The YN has the linebacker in. He comes all the way around. You look at this play. What we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.